Good morning, everyone. My name is Chris Roberts. I'm the deacon here at Zachary United Methodist Church. Pastor Ricky is on vacation this week. He'll be back in on Tuesday evening, and uh, we're privileged today to have um, Reverend Harold Babin with us to bring the message today. So would you open your hearts at this time as I share our scripture with you from John chapter 1, verses 14 through 18. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Good morning. God loves you. I'm Harold Babin. As Chris has said, Rick and Marie and Michelle are off in the mountains of North Carolina on a beautiful lake. Doesn't that sound great? And I hope they're having a wonderful time. I really do. They will be back this week, as Chris said, on Tuesday. But then they have to turn around and go to annual conference in Shreveport and sit in their college which is going to start Wednesday. Chris will be going as well as a deacon in our church. And uh, they'll be over on Saturday. But it, it's, it's my privilege to be with you uh, once again and uh, to share. Uh, I, I am a retired Methodist pastor. Uh, when you reach a certain age in a Methodist church, you got to retire. I guess they figure you don't make any sense anymore. I used to tell my daughter in St. Francisville when I last served up there, that's when I retired. I said, look, huh? I said, I'm up in here preaching. If I don't make any sense, you're going to have to tell us because your mom's not going to know either. <laughs> don't tell her that. But it is, it is really, thank you. And I, I thank you, Chris, for all you do and your ministry. Thanks for the music. Hey, Amen. Love you. Thank you. It's very, very special. Uh, you heard the scripture from First John. Jesus is truly the ultimate expression of God's grace. And we're going to talk about God's grace. Do you know what God's grace is all about? I'll bet you do. We're going to talk about it in a minute. First, I want you to think with me about something. And uh, there's an author, and maybe you're familiar with her. Her name is Ann Tyler. You ever read Ann Tyler's works? In 1982, 
Ann Tyler wrote uh, a book called Dinner at the Homesick Restaurant. It was such a wonderful, wonderful book. It came that close to winning the Pulitzer Prize. That close. And that's a world, world prize for literature. And Anne almost won it for the book, Dinner at the Homesick Restaurant. Great, great, great novel. Very moving, uh, very loving, you know. It is a novel, it's fiction, but it, it's really a great story. I read an article. What got me into it, I read an article by a pastor named Steve Shoemaker, and he wrote an article about the book. And it was really good. And he talked about the book, and I went and got the book and looked at it. In the story, there's a young fellow named Ezra Tull. And he and his family decided to reopen Miss Scarlotta's restaurant in Baltimore, Maryland, and cook what people were homesick for. Boy, you had to have pretty good variety, right? Cook what people were homesick for, you know. For they had hot tacos for the Mexican folks. They had vinegar barbecue from folks from North Carolina. Had fried chicken from the Deep South. Folks from the Deep South. They had homes. They were homesick for some homemade fried chicken, not the kind you go buy, you know. And from the Southwest, big old steak. From the mountains, rainbow trout, grilled on an open fire. What, what were you homesick for? You go in that restaurant, and that's what that was about. It, it really was an interesting thing. Well, let me ask you this. Hey, church, let me ask you a question. What would you order at the homesick restaurant? What would you order, you know? Hey, maybe you're from another part of the country. Another part of the world, another part of the, maybe you're from the New England, or Midwest, or West, or wherever. And you think about going back home and sitting down at the dinner table in other days. What, what would you, maybe it's a childhood memory for you, sitting around a, a table with your mom and dad and siblings and and maybe you're homesick for that kind of relationship. And again, what would you order? What would you order? Uh, a family. Patricia and I, five children, they're all grown, have kids now. But one of the great things that I'm homesick for often is I think about the days when Patricia and I and five little kids sat around this table. It's a round table at our house. And we would go do churches on, on Sunday, come home and Patricia would fix. We'd usually have to eat about 2 o'clock or so, but it would always be something very special. Roast beef, rice and gravy, green peas, uh, some kind of fruit salad, dessert, rolls. Every now and then I get homesick for that memory, and it comes back to me. What would you order? What would you like to go back and do? Maybe, Maybe chicken and dumplings like Mama made? Hey. Maybe meatloaf around the table, huh? roast beef, meatballs, spaghetti, fried chicken. You know, it's funny about congregations. You know what you're doing out there? You're nodding. If, if I say something you don't, no, you do that. 
You don't realize this is a natural thing, you know. You know what I would do if I could go back and be a little boy again and sit at my mother and dad's table with my two brothers? I would order crawfish bisque. My mother made the best crawfish bisque that I ever ate. My mother's passed on some years ago, but I get homesick for that, you know. Well, what would you order at Miss Scarlata's homesick restaurant? Well, I think it's really not about food. Oh, oh, hey, the food's good. Hey, food's good. But I don't think it's about that. I think it's about the joy being together. I think it's about the fellowship. I think it's about the evening meal in which the family gathers around and, and they talk to each other and say, hey, how'd your day go? Tell me about your day. What'd you do today? What was fun today? What was sad today? To talk about it. I think, you know, being together, love and, and comfort each other, encourage each other. You know, uh, the fellow who wrote the article I read named Shoemaker, well, he goes on to explore the way the Holy Communion table might function as a homesick restaurant. Interesting thought. You know what you have up here? Yeah, bread. It's really wonderful bread. It really is. But we just get a little piece. And we have the fruit of the grape. Not real wine, Methodist. They have the unfermented. Our Roman Catholic friends, they have the real stuff. But whatever, it's bread and wine. But but those are symbols. It's more. It's more. And Shoemaker says, Shoemaker says, think about this communion table. And Jesus putting the apron on and serving it. What would you have? What would you like? What would you like? You know, because I think this table is 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 about Christ and His gifts to you and to me. Gifts that we so need. I can't tell you. folks. We need those gifts. I'll talk to you about them in just a minute. The gifts that I really need and you need, and so won't you know? Were you homesick? With Christ and with God and the spiritual food, what, what what it might be? Would you like some word from God today? Would you like someone to speak to you? Say, you know, God spoke to me. I, I I heard him. I believe it. He touched me. What would it be? You know, maybe. Uh, what are you homesick for? Think about that. You know. Well, you know, in Jesus' day, you know what they were homesick for. They wanted Jesus as a Messiah to be another David, be a warrior, whip them Romans, get them out of here, set up rule, rule the world politically. That's what they wanted. Or they wanted a great preacher, you know, like Jeremiah or like old Elijah. You know what they got? They got an itinerant preacher, a young fellow, 30 to 33 years old, out there on on the dusty roads, just wearing his sandals and uh, his garments and out and preaching, loving and caring about people and accepting people. Can you believe the people he accepted? Everybody. 
And it was a special time. But that's not what a lot of the Jews ordered in that day, you know. He was out there loving them just like God said. God loves you like this. He was out there to share it. He was God's love, by the way. He was indeed. Well, you know, he trudged into Jerusalem on that last Friday of his earthly life, and we nailed him to a cross. And that's what we remember today. Never forget it. We nailed him to a cross. The night before we did that, he served supper to his closest. And he's doing that today. You and I, the closest. So today we remember, we remember, don't we? Uh, What would you like, he says. And you think, ooh, what can I order? Escargot? No, no, no. Jesus said, I don't think you want that today. You want filet mignon? Oh, that'd be nice. No, no. Jesus said, he's got, he said, no, I don't recommend that today off the menu. Fried fish? Oh, hey, that'd be great. Jesus would say, no, and that would be good, but I don't recommend that today. Uh, hey, McDonald's? What? All the kids at the early church, they all grinned. Yeah, yeah they raised their hand. No, not today. Not today, you know. Well, have you tried? And I can just picture Jesus with the apron on saying, well, have you tried my specials? Have you tried some of the spiritual food I have for you? The bread and the wine are great, but they're just symbols of my body and blood. But they're symbols of something very special. So have you tried my kindness? It's on the menu. Have you tried my acceptance? Hey, I love you. I accept you. Just like you are. Imperfect as we are. Have you tried that? Have you tried my love? Have you tried my love? Hmm. Have you tried my goodness? Have you tried my salvation? Have you tried my forgiveness? Golly, you folks been carrying that stuff around too long. Hey, I got a gift for you. It's on the menu. I didn't see it on the menu. Did you? I didn't see it on the menu. Well, that's because it's listed under one word. You know what the word is? Grace. Like amazing grace. Grace. One word, indeed. And what is it? What is God's grace? You've experienced it. You can come up here and tell us, can't you? It's his acceptance. It's his love. It's all the things we listed. And he said, would you try that? I think you'll enjoy that today. That's my recommendation. You know? Grace. You know what grace is, church? Grace is, someone said, I think, really, really well, said that it's uh, it's kind of like a liquid that, 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 that once you... Inhale it and take it. It kind of, it kind of uh, pours itself into the shape of your personal need. For some, it's inner peace. I tell you, folks, time we need that really, really bad to be able to sleep well at night, 
to have inner peace. For some, it's a sense of forgiveness. For, for some, it's healing from past brokenness in our families, our churches, in our homes, in our nations. It, for some, it's an increased love for other people. All of a sudden, you look around and you have empathy and sympathy, and you say, where'd that come from? From the grace that has been instilled in you by the gift of Christ himself indeed. One other thing it does that this gift will do, this grace will empower you to be who you want to be. To be who you want to be. Well, you may say, how much does it cost? You know, church, you're in trouble when you go to a restaurant and you open a menu and there's no co- no price. You know what it says? Market value. Watch market value. There's, there's no there's no there's no price. That kind of kind of makes us nervous, right? But Jesus says, don't be nervous. It's on the house. I've done it. I've paid it. It's free. Patricia and I would finish, and I'll never forget it. We were there with two other, with another couple. We all had a nice meal, nice service. Called for the ticket, called for the check. Young lady came over and said, you brother Harold Batman? I said, I am. I'm paying. She said, no, it's done. It's already taken care of. Somebody paid it. You know who paid this? You know who paid for me? Our Lord Jesus Christ. That's God among us. He walked into that cross. I broke his heart and I broke his body. He said, I love you still, son. If that doesn't help me and encourage me and change me, nothing's going to change me. It's free. It's free. Well, it's a wonderful gift. Although it's free, there's no price. It's already taken care of that. You can't earn it, but you've got to open it, your heart to receive. You've got to open your heart, Arabavan, to receive it, you know. There was once a church who received this package from their headquarters. It's all wrapped up and had some something on it. And the person who the church who got the who got it looked at it and said, We didn't order this. Send it back. Send it back. Send it back to the home office of the head church. Time it got back there it was all the package was all broken. It was all busted up. It was framed. You know what it was? It was a framed certificate of appreciation for what that church had done. They sent it back. Didn't even open it. All broken. All broken. Grace, my dear friends, is a description of the transaction by which God gives us unsolicited a gift that can change our self-esteem, give us deep psychological needs, empower us to keep moving in new directions of great love. And we 
can do nothing to stop God from mailing it. Absolutely nothing. He's going to mail it. He already has. But we can refuse it. That's your choice. You're not a robot. You can turn it down. You can turn it down. Don't do that, church. Let's don't send it back. It's so good. It's so special. Let's come and let's receive the amazing grace. Isn't that a great thought, the amazing grace? How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. It's amazing, amazing grace. It's what I think Jesus said it's what you really need, son. It's what you really need. It's what you really want. And you know something? He says, I think you're homesick for it. So you've come to the right place. The homesick restaurant. The Holy Communion table. Of our God in Christ. God, thank you for listening. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the graciousness of your love, for your grace that is so, so special. It's amazing. What a great gift given to us. And we pray that we shall open up our hearts and receive it and share it. And we thank you. In Christ's name, we thank you. Amen.